0: welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the week we hope you enjoyed today's message for more information about this podcast and other resources visit globalriver.org forward slash resources let's uh, let's go to Psalm 15 as uh, we all know the Spanish congregation know that we read this psalm every Sunday and I feel that I need to do it here too and I, like I said again I don't I don't think we are there yet so Lord... Who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? He whose walk is blameless and who does what is righteous. Who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander in his tongue. Who does his neighbors no wrong and casts no slur on his fellow man, who, dis- who despise a vile man but honor those who fear the Lord. Who keeps... His oath, even when it hurts, who lends his money without usury and does not affect the bride against an innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. That's a psalm. I know that we're going to almost go traditionally what, what probably most of the churches today We'll read in front of a congregation, and um, maybe I'm going to stay a little bit traditional today, but I'll probably shift a little bit. You know me. So just be ready, okay? Um, Okay. Luke 19. Luke 19. you probably know the whole story so i i, I was going to read it from 28 to 44 but if not then but i am going to read it from 28 to 34, 44 so Luke 19 28 through 44 are we there yes. thank you lord it says after jesus have said this he went on ahead going on to jerusalem as he approached bethpage and bethany at uh, the hill called the mount of olives in fact, we're going to be in the Mount of Olives. How many of you guys going to Jerusalem? Woohoo! Come on, Israel. I'm sorry, going to Israel. Come on, lift your hands. Those who go into Israel, you got, you're going to have... I've never been there. It's my first time. But I truly believe that it is, it's going to be a tremendous trip. So just pray to the Lord. And, and bless the Lord if you are to go. And don't hesitate to say yes to Him. I think it's time for the people of God to experience this blessing. So get ready and just say yes to the Lord. So in the hill uh, called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there which no one has ever written. Untie it and bring bring it here. If anyone asks you, what are you untying? Why are you untying it? Tell him the Lord needs him. Just think about that. Don't say anything. Just tell him the Lord needs him. This is not somebody who, well, no, the Lord needs him and it's over. He needs it. So start thinking about it even as we read these words. Even that word highlighted in your Bible, the Lord needs it. Don't question him. He needs it. Those who were sent ahead ahead, went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the coat, his owners asked them, why are you untying the coat? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus and threw the clogs on the coat and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread the clogs on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they have seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory on the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, The stones will cry out. Do you think the Lord is telling us something? We read these words and we hear it, but we don't put it into practice. If you don't cry out, God is going to find a rock that will speak for him. As he approached Jerusalem and saw saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you... Even you have only known on this day what will bring you peace. But now it is hidden in front of your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and then and, and hand at you and every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone. And another, because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. You did not recognize the time of God coming to you. Are we recognize the time of God's calling us? God's coming to us? Are we, are we in tune with him to recognize what he's doing at this time? The message today is Jesus the Savior. Jesus the Savior. Just think about it. Let it sim a little bit. I use the, the cooking analogy because I used to be a chef. So just let us sim a little bit, that word, in your heart. And think about that word, the Savior. Think about it. Just think about it. What did Jesus Christ have saved you from? Maybe you think he saved me from drug addiction he saved me from whatever he paid my bills and praise the god praise the lord that i that i receive a check and i pay my bills i don't know what well he just think about it as savior i thought about when i read the word and i'm thinking my wife and i a long time ago we were on a cruise ship and that when when you go in the middle of the ocean the ocean is a scary thing to see to look at it oh my goodness it's powerful I mean, you would think of the ocean is like, how in the world, guys, keep this ocean in one place? But think about it, the Savior. It's like being in the middle of the ocean, drowning, and no one even near you. You know there is no way that you're gonna come out of there. You would drown. You would die. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere. A little boat or something appear next to you with a lifesaver and brings you up. Save you. Just think of that. This is where we used to be. We were drowned in a sin. We are ready to die and Jesus Christ save you. I don't know from why he saved you. I know where he saved me from. And each person here understand and know that I was doomed to destruction, no way that I was able to get out of there, but the Savior came and saved me. Come on, this is the day, brothers and sisters, that you need to, we need to get together, we need to understand that I need to, comp- that I need to really, really surrender my life to Him because He has saved my life. He just didn't save you from sin. He didn't save you from hunger. He didn't save you just from, from any bondage that you used to be. He saved you from dying and going to hell. That's what he saved you from. He gave you life. You have a life today because Christ died for you. So the message today, I want you to just stick that word into your heart. Jesus the Savior. Jesus the Savior. That Jesus the Savior... Is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the only God, the Great I Am. He is a Savior. Hallelujah! Come on, give Him praise to the Lord. Lift His palm branches and give Him praise, for He has saved your life. Come on, praise Him today. Don't hesitate to lift His branches and welcome into your life, welcome into your house, welcome into your neighborhood, because He is your Savior. But we we we. Are, I feel like sometimes we're a little bit afraid or or shame or something that we don't want to praise God. Come on. You have no clue what he saved you from then. You have no clue what he has done for you. So we need to praise him. All the time. Not just on Sunday when you come here. We have Bible studies and we have prayer and we have this. And you have three or four people showing up. Come on. Come on. Really? Really? This is the Savior that you call him that you that you know that he died for you that he that he went to the cross, opened his arms, and he says, "For you, I die, even even though you were a sinner. Right. I die for you." And then all of a sudden, the, we only come on Sunday, and sometimes we come on Sunday, all raggedy. And I, I have a verse for you to. Re, i got to read a verse later on for you. You cannot come to the presence of the King when you when you face. Like somebody owes you money and they haven't paid you? (laughs) Come on. You, You have to come to the Lord with a joyful heart. Joyful heart. Palm Sunday is a celebration. We celebrate today. Palm Sunday is a celebration of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. We understand that. Palm Sunday is, is that. His followers spread palm branches at his feet and clothing, all the kinds of things. But you know what they were saying? Hosanna, what it really means is they were pleading for salvation. They were crying out to the Lord and say, Save us, we pray, oh God. Save us, oh prayer, we pray, oh God. But they were praying in the wrong prayer because they were asking to save them from the, from the power of the Romans. The Romans was, was oppressing the Jewish people. And they thought that Jesus was coming as a king to save them from that. Many times you call upon Jesus thinking that he's going to save you from one thing. And Jesus says, you have no clue that you have a worse bondage in your life. That I need to break in your life. You don't have the no money because you're crying God for money. And he said, you don't have the no money because you have made money to be your God. Yeah. And I need to deliver you from that. Maybe he takes all your, all your money away and you say, I got worse. I become a Christian and now I'm worse than that. And, Jesus, and he says, because money was your God. And you need to get rid of it. Yeah. Or whatever that is. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So he saved them from something worse than the Romans. There was the, 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 the sin in their lives and, and the, the corruption there was in, the, in their hearts. Yes. Save us, we pray, oh Lord. And these branches today will remind us. I pray that these branches today, not just a palm branches thing, yes, it's, but it, just a reminder the victory that Jesus had over death. The victory that Jesus Christ had it over death. That he defeats Satan. He, de- he defeat death. Well, I want you to look at, look at 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 54-57. I'm just... The, Somebody says to me, "Oh my God, Pastor Willie is preaching." I say, "No, I'm going to be good this time." <laughs> 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 Jesus, hey, I. <laughs> first, chapter fifteen, verse first Corinthians fifteen, fifty four and fifty seven. He gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory. victory over the, our Lord Jesus, with our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't be afraid. You don't need to be afraid of dying. You don't need to be afraid of the word, what the world system says. Somebody says to me, somebody, I remember somebody says, Oh, you guys got to go to Israel. It's very dangerous there. And you know you might die over there. Say so who told you that I'm gonna die? <laughs> Not gonna die. We'll go to heaven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> go to heaven. <laughs> if we die over there, we go to heaven. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus was approaching Jerusalem. And many of his followers, including the disciples, Think that, that he is about to set them, to set his kingdom here on earth. As I told you before, they thought that he was going to go to deliver them from the, from the grip of the Romans. That was not he was there for. Did we know why he went to Jerusalem? Do we know? He went there to die for you and I. The reason that Jesus Christ went to Jerusalem, it was for one specific reason. It was to die for you and I. There was no other reason. You can say that he went went there to die for the world, but I always read the Bible and I make it personal to me and I say, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died for me. That I was lost and now I'm found. That I was blind, but now I can see. Because the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for me. Amen? So yes, we can say the world, but I—I—that's—that's I, I, that's the reason. Maybe I am the way I am because I take it personal. He did it for me. He did it for me. A sinner like me. He did it for me. And that's what you need to understand. It's easy for us to say, "Oh yeah," but he died for everybody. Praise God that he didn't—he didn't exclude anybody. He said, "No, that person is too is is that one is worse." Don't so let. Not for him. This one is not so bad. So I die for the good one, but the bad ones let him, let him drop. No. He didn't exclude anybody. It don't matter what you have done in life. It doesn't matter where have you been. It doesn't matter where you came from. Jesus Christ died for the sins that you have committed. And you need to know it. And you need to know And that's why you need to praise him. Because you need to know. Where you came from and where he got you out. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus Christ went to Jerusalem and they thought all these things. But he's actually went to Jerusalem to die. Why to die? Once again, so that you and I may have life. That you and I might have life. And I don't know if everybody is here. You know, we, we have tended to believe that every person who goes to a church, they are Christians. Sometimes we invite people that... But I never, never really take a chance to say, well, everybody's believers. I, I have to tell you right from this, from this going, this, uh, the, the message is Jesus Christ, the Savior. And if you are here and you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior today, or you have walked away from the faith and you have wandering around, Jesus Christ is still saying to you, I am the Savior of the world. I love you. Come to me today. Come today to me. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that he's saying to you, don't waste your time thinking something else. Yeah. Satan, is defeat, Satan is deceiving people to say, oh, you can have tomorrow. You can do, it's okay. Don't, this is all hype up. If you want to listen, if you want to go that way, brother, or, or maybe not a brother, but whoever you are, then go. But Christ is in the step. I I truly believe that Jesus Christ is one step away from stepping on earth. One step away. I don't know how long it was one step. But he is one step away from coming to earth. And it might be too late for you. We're going to see some scriptures. It may be too late for you. Because today is the day. And if you are here today. I'm telling you, you're not here. Listen to a preacher, listen to Pastor Willie, or whatever you want to call me. You're not here. Listen to this message from me. God is saying to every person here, it's time. It is time for you to surrender. It is time for you to get back to me. It is time for you to say, I'm sorry, Lord, that I have walked away from you. It is time today. Don't waste your time. For God is in the in the last step, He's coming. He died for you. And you can read that in Romans 5, 6, 8. You can go there and look at it. I know that we're probably not going to read all these verses that we have here. But I'm going to continue. So, Romans 5, 6, 8, you can read it there. And you know what? God has chosen you. All those who have confessed Christ to be his Lord and Savior. Every person that comes to Christ. You don't care. you actually didn't come to Christ. He came to you. He called you out. You didn't call him. He called you out. He's He brought you out. You were there in the, in, in, in the mud and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And he called you out. You didn't call him. He called you. And because he called me and he showed me what to do. And he showed me that he's coming back. You have... Not only the responsibility to tell people, but he has given you the power to tell people that Jesus Christ is coming back. He is coming back. Either you like it or not. (laughs) He is coming back. Believe me. He is. Let me read this. Acts chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. Acts chapter 1 verse 10 to 11 this was when jesus was going up but it says they were looking intently intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them i believe this was two angels men of galilee they say why do you stand here looking into the sky this same jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back and the same way you have seen him go up to heaven believe me if it is if it's written it will happen if it is in the word if this is god's word that we believe that is the God, god's word you can, you can put it in the bank because it's coming. And you better be ready. You better be ready. Because why do we need to tell people? Why is it that you have to, that you have the responsibility to tell people? Because he's not coming back as a little baby. He's not coming back as a savior telling people, I am the savior of the world. If you come to me you have life you know how he's coming back why do you have the responsibility to tell people because he's coming to judge the world he's coming back to judge the world he's not coming back to tell you if you know me or you don't know me you have enough time you have have enough time to decide if he's really a a Lord and Savior or not, or if he's the king or he's not. You have enough time, and believe me, every person here in this church, and maybe somebody is visiting us today, but every person here in this this house has heard probably this message hundreds of times. It is time. It is time. It is time for you to fix your life. If you have walked away from the Lord or you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, it is time for you to say today, I keep my life to the king. Because he's coming as a king. Believe me. He is. He comes to judge the world. He will not ask anyone to vote for him. (laughs) He's not going to ask you to vote if you like it or not. You're not going to ask him, do you want me to be a king? Hey, go downtown Wilmington. Just tell people that I need to vote. (laughs) He's not going to ask you to vote for him. The responsibility of us telling people that Jesus is coming is because either you, rec- either you receive him, and if you don't, you will be destroyed. Amen. People will tell me, or you can say, "Oh, Pastor Willie, that's a, God is a God of mercy; He have to have enough mercy with you." <laughs> I Too many times, Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom, you, you, I love Pastor Tom, and, and sometimes like. I say, past time, you stand too much grace. It's time to cut things down." <laughs> I have learned though, best time. My wife says that I, I, I softened up a little bit. Yeah, so I'm, I, I stand my grace a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the Lord does it with me too. but <laughs> read verse 27 of, of Luke 19. And tell me what would you say? What would you say about this verse? Luke 19, verse 27. Let's see what happened here. Let's see if I'm saying anything that it makes sense. He says, but those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. That's the word of God. That's, that's, that's Jesus saying Listen, these people didn't didn't want me to be the king in their lives. These people did not accept me as the Lord and Savior in their life. They They don't want to even deal with me. Bring them here and show them who I am. I'm the king. And you don't say no to the king. So he says there. He came the first time as a savior. Next time he will come as a king. And guess and guess how he got there? Guess how Jesus Christ was able to become king? He was appointed by who? By his father. He was not appointed there as a king by you or by me. It was God Himself who said, My son, you be the king. So we better understand who. Who wants this thing here? We better understand who is in power, who is in charge. Is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's Jesus Christ. And we better accept him as a king, for we're not. So let me throw this onto you. Let me kind of give you a left hook, as uh, in boxing they say. <laughs> How many of you know for sure that Jesus Christ is coming as king? Amen. So almost everybody here, I guess 90% or maybe more than that, knows that Christ, Jesus Christ is coming back as a king. For those who don't understand, maybe for those who maybe have a little bit of doubt, the only only way that I can prove that to you is by the written word of God. This is the only thing we go by. As a Christian, if you go by something else, you're messing it up. (laughs) You're messing something or you're mixing it. But if we go by the word, I have nothing else to say to you if you don't believe it. But we go by the word. Let's see what the word says. If it's true or not, that this king is coming. Let's see. Where are we going to find that? Revelation 19. Revelation 19. One thing that we do, that we prove what we say through the word. Because the word would not lie to you. I may, maybe I misunderstand something. Or maybe I do something. Or maybe I lie to you. But the word doesn't lie. And I have to read it. It says, I saw heaven standing open. And there before me was a white horse. The writer is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judge and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him. Riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean, out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He he treats he treads and the wine press. The wine press. Of the fury of, of the wrath of God Almighty. In his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Don't play game. Let's not play. We're not living in a time that we should be playing games. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you. I fear the Lord. I I... I, I Sometimes, you guys know, I joke around, but I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord for He's coming. This is not a message for you to be afraid. If you know Christ and he is your Lord and Savior and you live your life for him, believe me that you are one of those who come in with him. That you be part of these white horses. I've seen white horses. They were kind of dirty in the Dominican Republic. I never really, really see a, a white, white horse. <laughs> But they must be beautiful to ride in those white horses. He entered Jerusalem. Well, how he entered to Jerusalem? And the little donkey. I don't know too much about the whole thing, but I know a donkey is a peaceful. And you, it's almost like if you come, if you're riding in the town and you have so many people... You're riding in a little donkey. You come in peace. You, you basically want peace with everybody. But if you're riding in a town and this horse and everybody is carrying a weapon, you're not showing too much peace. You come and you say, you better obey me because there's going to be a fire here. There's going to be a fight here. And when we see that, we see that Jesus is coming to earth, not necessarily to please, please, I'm um, um, God's son, come to me. You know what? You have enough time of that, and you have not done it. So come here. I'm gonna show you that I am the King, and you better honor me. You better honor me. King of kings and Lord of lords. So we we heard, and I and I, you guys lift the hands and says, "I know that Christ is coming back as King of kings." We we say, "You agree, right?" He's coming. So in the meantime, let me tell you what he did to you for us. He gave you a pound. You know what that is? Minor or a talent? He gave you. He gave it to you. And you may be saying, well, Pastor Willie, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask. You know when the king called you or gave you an assignment? He didn't have to beg you to do it. He didn't have to go over there and says, listen, I, I, I have heard that you know how to do something. We'll do this. I, um, can you please help me? I have, a, I have something in my palace that needs to be done. And if you're not so busy, come to me and I, I, I need your help. Tell me if you read this story like that in the Bible somewhere. That any king who went to somebody and kind of begged them or bribed them. To, so they can come and help them. When the king put an order, you come and do this, you had a choice. You could say no, and you still can say no to God. But I can tell you when, the, when somebody said no to the king, you have a lot of trouble, you have a lot of problems. You might not ask. You, might not, you may say, well, I didn't ask for this. You didn't have to ask. He called you. He asked you. He pulled you out out of the world and says, you're going to serve me. You're going to do what I tell you because I'm the king. You know what's not even acceptable as today as I said before? To come in the presence of the king if you were sad. You better have a smiley face when you come in front of the king. You better, ha- you better come in the front of the king and be happy about it. <laughs> you might not like to clean up the things from the horse's and stuff, but he, th- that's what the, the kings tell you to do. You better be happy about it. <laughs> hey, and maybe that's that's one of the things in the bigger picture, that God has called you to do something that you might not be happy about it, but you better be happy. Because if you come to the presence of the Lord... With your sad face and grumbling about it, you asking for trouble. Why don't we go quickly to Nehemiah two two? Nehemiah two two. You know this story. Nehemiah wanted to ask the king something. Or he found out that his people was going through some situation, and uh, he was very sad. But look what happened in Nehemiah two two. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when when you are not ill? Why does your face look so sad if you're not sick? Why? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. And what was Nehemiah saying? Come on, finish it. I I was very much afraid. Why would you think he was very much afraid? Because the king noticed his face. And that was enough for the king to put him in the chat block. That's what they call it? Chat block? Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough for the king to say, you're not worthy of serving me, my son or whoever it is. Take him out. Take him out. He's not worthy. Not one person is allowed to enter in the king's house with a set face. So we need to change that. We need to come to this house. We need to come to the presence of the Lord joyfully and just worship the Lord. Worship the King. No matter what you're going through, He will take care of it. He will fix it. He will help you. But you need to come to Him with a joyful heart. He has given you, He has given you, He has given to us, to everyone of His servants an opportunity, so and that opportunity is a pound. Remember, I'm using that phrase maybe because it's easy for me to pronounce minors or whatever it is minas, minors. But he has given you a talent. Every person who confesses Christ as the Lord and Savior, immediately he gives you a talent, Amen. and you can see it in Luke 19 12. And 13. But when you read that, if you read it, if you read it right now, Luke 19 12 and 13, and when you read that story there, why do you think we have to take it very seriously? Why do you think that you take those two verses seriously? Look what happened. Matthew 21, 18, 19. Look what happened there. And I just want to point a few things to you. Oh, Lord Jesus. (laughs) A few things quickly. Just look at these two verses. 18 and 19. Matthew 21, 18 and 19. Early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it, except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately, immediately the tree withered. Why did I put those, those two scriptures together? He called these people. He gave them a talent. And some of them invested it. Some of them did not. And this person who did not invest the talent, what happened to him? You can finish the story. You can read it. The same with the with fig tree. Jesus entered Jerusalem. First, he went to look Jerusalem, to look at the temple. Just like the tree, first he went to look. It better be some fruit here because you are full of leaves. You better have some fruit. He went to the temple, and being the temple of God, he went to look in there. First he went to look, and he saw there was nothing there. He saw the tree. it was no fruit. It appeared to have some fruit, but it didn't have it. And what did he do? He cursed the tree, and the tree died. He went to Jerusalem. He looked at the temple. It was nothing there. And then he went back and turned everything around, turned all the tables. And he went there as a king and said, this is my house. This is the house of my God. You, you will better have fruit or these things will be, will be doomed. And, and he prophesied that this was going to happen. Why Why did we listen to all this? Why did we think this way? Why did we come to church? Why did I, Pastor Willie, why did I, you know why? Because you got to produce fruit. God has given you every single person here a talent. And you better use it. Because if you don't use it, he will give it to somebody else. He will give it to somebody else. I'm telling you, he will give it to somebody else. I know that I said it kind of kind of a joke, and I'm, I'm not trying to to, to pin the Spanish congregation where they have to serve even if they don't want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But God will find somebody else. God will find somebody else. But believe me. If I don't preach, the Spanish congregation is not going to go to hell. So he will find somebody else who preach the word. He will. He will. Because this has nothing to do with me. He, he called people just to be faithful. And he calls you to be faithful in what he has given you. And you better start serving the Lord. This is not about one leader. This is not about one pastor. This is not about one person. This, is, this has got to be a body all working together. Everybody here is very, 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 very important. Very important. And you need to know that. I know there's a message of salvation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, our Savior. But I need to just bring those things to you because we are too much... We are in the mode of taking it easy. We are just, it's a rainy day, it's a little bit cold, it's windy, so I'm just going to stay home. Keep staying home. He might have somebody out who doesn't want to stay home and serve him. I'm telling you, this, this, is not a, this is not a joke. I take like I said, I take it seriously. When the guy, guy I like myself in the little closet that I have here somewhere, and I just kind of ask the Lord, and the Lord just start showing me something. But you, you need, you need to wake up. We need, the church of God needs to wake up and start saying yes to him. And never mind, I find people who say, oh, I don't go to church because I found a family who came to visit me from so and so. Well, that family is more important to you than coming to the house of the Lord. I always believe, I, everybody needs to know, and my whole friends and families, they need to know. That I am, I go to church every Sunday. You don't like to go to church. You don't have to go. But you're going to have to wait for me because I'm going to church. <laughs> Simple as that. Amen. Simple as that. You don't like to go, don't go. You don't have to go. But I'm going to go. And every person, every human being who knows my wife and I, they know that Sunday, I don't care who you are. If you're coming to visit me. Sunday, I'm going to church. Amen. Because God comes first. If he's not first, then he's last. Don't tell me that he's second. Because he will never take the second place. You will never give the king of kings a second place in your life. Never. That is a a dishonor. That's a disrespect. That's really saying, you don't fit in my life. Amen? Amen. So don't give God a second place. I just want to probably finish... With a few verses quickly, and then we're done. God did not turn away the Jews who obey, who obey Him. Until today, until today, it's still—I'm sorry—it's still today. He continued to offer salvation to the people. Who he loves, both Jews and Gentiles. Salvation is still working. Yes, he left this world, but he's still bringing salvation. You still have an opportunity. That's why I said in the beginning. You still have an opportunity to come to Christ. Don't waste it. Don't waste the time. Don't waste the, the opportunity that God has given you right now. To you and to your neighbor, to your friend, whoever that is, you need to go and tell them, Jesus is coming. This is not a, a, a joke. He is coming. And he's coming as king. So he's giving you the opportunity to surrender to him. Eternal life was, is, is within your reach. It's, it's right there. It's in your hand. You can, it's, it's right here. Accept him while he is still offering you the opportunity. You can read it in John. I'm sorry, Romans 10, 9 and 10. I mean, it's, it's so many scriptures, so many scriptures that God is still giving you opportunity to surrender your life to him. And we're still not getting it. We're still saying no to him. He said that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is, with your, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I, 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 not that I hate, but I'm telling you this is the, not that I hate it. it, it it's, it's me, this Willie. I never believe in, not that I don't believe. Maybe I, I'm using the wrong word. I don't like it when somebody says, close your eyes. Everybody close their eyes. Lift your hands. I see the hand over there. I see the hand over there. Okay, pray the prayer of salvation. Why? Why are you ashamed to come to the front? Are you ashamed to run to the altar and says, I'm giving my life to the Lord? I remember the one of the guys in the church, in the Spanish church. I was preaching just like this. And he, he ran to the front and he came against. And he says, And I said, What, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I want to give my life to the Lord. And I stopped preaching, and I led them to the Lord. Amen. That's what you need to do. You, can, you don't be ashamed. You don't be afraid. You don't say, well, you know, I'm going to close my eyes. Nobody's watching me. So, Lord Jesus, uh, I receive. Did he did that for you? Did he did that for you? No, ask, I'm asking you a question. Did Jesus Christ do that for you when you were a sinner? When you were totally an enemy of God? He went publicly, and he showed the world that he loves you. That he died for you no matter what you have done in life. He told you that. He told you that. So why did I be with my eyes closed? I always tell people, you better come to the front and do it publicly in front of everybody. Let everybody know that you are a sinner and today you're repenting. That's, that's the way it is. Jesus. So Christ was crucified once Once, to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Are you waiting for him? Are you waiting for him? If you are waiting for him, all this craziness will not happen to you because he will come to save you, to take you up. But if you're not waiting for him, you better be ready. You better be ready because he is coming. Amen? You better be ready. And Hebrew ten fourteen says, for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Yeah. Romans 5, 11 says, Do not, not only this is so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Romans 8, 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation for you. Jesus Christ is our Savior. There's no way around that. There's no way around that. See, the Bible says in, in, in Isaiah 55:6, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Call on him now that he is near. Let's stand. We have a... So in songs praise Jesus, um, brother Michael. I love you. Come on, come on. You, you have. I, I feel you have a word. You, you have something for us, don't you? Come on, let the Holy Spirit lead these things. Yes. When we were backstage, actually. Jesus, I truly uh, once What let me let me stress this out this one more time if you are here today don't leave this place without giving your life to the lord or at least reconcile your life to him because god is giving you an opportunity and it is today that he's speaking to you amen